0: hello and welcome to betql daily presented by betmgm eddie gross joe ostrowski aaron hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon eastern on the betql network listen to the show on the odyssey app watch the show on twitch.tv and follow us on twitter at betql daily joining us on the program today kristen peak from yahoo sports tells us where we can find value on under the radar bets in in the nba draft and mlb dream shares his plays on today's mlb card and the diamond is where we will start So, Joe, while you were away, we talked ad nauseum about the National League Central Division. And Mm -hmm. as much as we want to believe in the Cincinnati Reds, I made the argument that the Chicago Cubs should be taken seriously. Well, sure enough, the Cincinnati Reds are now in first place in the division. They knocked off the Rockies 5-4. to Interesting stat from Optistats. On June the 9th, the Reds were 29 and 35, and five games back of the division. They have since won nine straight and are now alone in first place. They are the first team in MLB history to go from being five plus games under 500 and five plus games out of first to being alone in first place in fewer than 10 games. So, is it time to finally, finally buy into the Reds hype?
1: Well, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think you're you're admitting that you were wrong there because I don't think you were wrong. Uh, the betting market agrees with you. The betting market has the Cubs higher in the odds than the Cincinnati Reds, but is it time to buy in? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago when it made that quick move from 50 to one all the way down to nine, 10 to one in, the, in a matter of a week. And you can sense the buzz. Maybe it's more national. I was watching that game last night. I'm like, okay, we, there's all this excitement about Cincinnati nationally, and it is a huge baseball town. It is one of the few few towns, I'd say, in the country where you can make the case, maybe not with Joe Burrow there now, where baseball has been bigger than football. And I was surprised by the lack of people there, especially Joey Votto's big return. That, you know, <laughs> if you were going down Narrative Street and hit a home run, like that was an awesome hit for you, even though you didn't have a great number. But, yeah, man, Pirates out. They were in first place. Not anymore. They've lost seven in a row, and now they're quickly the long shot in the division. Brewers, are they going to trade their pieces away? It's the same conversation that we've been having all season. Uh, we'll see as we get closer and closer. and Just like process of elimination, we're we've been waiting on the Cardinals all year, so how much do you believe in this? But looking at the Reds and Cubs, I think that's the correct process.
2: I'm glad you brought up the Cardinals because they were really hot in May, got ice cold in June, lost six straight. Don't look now. They've won three in a row. We have been waiting for them to turn things around. They're like not that far back. So eight back, it's not terrible. If they are to get hot and truly turn things around, there's some value even on the Cardinals. But shout out to Joey Votto. That guy's our age. He's one of us. <laughs> is Man. one of us. And he, he's he's
0: fun, he's enjoyable, he, he's still yeah. gotta. Uh, yeah, like how, how can you not love him? Uh you, you mentioned the Cubs. Uh they they knocked out the Pirates eight to nothing. Drew Smiley, five innings, uh, no earned in runs allowed, and four strikeouts. It, you know, we, we talked about, say, these third-order wins and how your strength of schedule, the competition that you face matters a great deal in terms of where teams stand now and where they will in the future and joe you know it matters a great deal your strength of schedule down the stretch and the cubs have the fourth easiest schedule for the remainder of the season and the reds you know they're in the middle of the pack but then you mentioned you know aaron's cardinals uh you know they have it you know uh they have the 10th or 11th easiest schedule uh down the stretch some of these teams in the central they have it much tougher than others. And that's going to matter a great deal when handicapping, say, the Milwaukee Brewers. They're in the middle of the pack in terms of remaining strength of schedule. The, mm-hmm. the Pirates, you know, they've had it quite easy up to this point, And now it's going to get much, much tougher for them. To me, that's going to matter a great deal when, say, we're not overwhelmingly enthusiastic about any one ball club in this division.
1: The buyer-seller conversation has changed a lot in the last couple of weeks. It's going to change a lot by the time we get to the deadline. The old saying, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Case in point Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates. Cubs uh, play them last week when the Pirates were hot. Oh, man, first place Buckos. Here we go. Let's see if they're for real. Well, they prove that they're not, right? They were swept by the Cubs. And then the Cubs start out with it. When they ate nothing shutout in the series, they've won eight of 10. And uh, they've got two more with Pittsburgh. And then interesting part of the schedule and this travel spot coming up this weekend. Uh, the, I believe it's the same for the Cardinals. Uh, both teams are two days off because they're going to London. So Cubs and Cardinals over the weekend in London, we, we don't have much history. We talk so much about that travel and, you know, is it Russ versus Russ, all, all that kind of stuff when it comes to the NFL. We don't have a sample size of that with Major League Baseball, but I'm certainly curious how it's going to impact both teams.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. From a betting perspective, I would probably just stay away because not a big sample (laughs) size to know how those are going to play out. But that's a great point. I didn't realize they were playing there.
0: Well, we know if if, uh, baseball teams are playing in Mexico City that you always take the over because of the elevation and all that fun stuff. And so when Mm -hmm. it comes to international travel, I want to know exactly what the elevation is for that series. And then maybe that'll help me figure out if I need to take the over or the under. So I think that's uh, the approach there. But, but yeah, you're right. Uh, when it comes to international travel, how's that going to affect these ball clubs? Uh, you know, not necessarily in the short term, but in the long term, uh, because it's baseball, mm-hmm. you don't get that much rest uh, after travel, after series, things like that. So Is it something where, say, are they going to sputter down the stretch before the All-Star break, and then they're really going to get their rest, and then maybe they're going to be back to form? We'll find out. But uh, a lot of baseball that we will get to uh, throughout the proceedings today. But I want to get to uh, some really important basketball news, Joe, because Draymond Green, the defensive stalwart for the Golden State Warriors, declined his $27.5 million player option for the upcoming season. He is entering unrestricted free agency, and even though the Warriors have said, and multiple people with the Warriors have said, that they want to keep Draymond Green, he is going into unrestricted free agency. It did seem Mm -hmm. like his play had tapered off uh, over the past couple of seasons, even when the Warriors won their last championship. And it does seem to me like this could be the beginning of the end for the Warriors, at least as we know them. Not that they can't get back to some semblance of success, but to lose Draymond Green, I mean, he was a real important piece when it came to the identity of the Warriors.
1: Yeah, it it was an expected move, though. This, this was not a surprise when we were talking about it and when the Warriors season came to an end. That was the, the gut reaction. Is this the end? Is this the end of this group? Not not so much the end of winning, but the end of this group. And it's been so long and a lot, some injuries there with, with some of the teammates, the core of that team with Clay and some of his on and off games throughout the playoffs. You don't really see that from Steph, but certainly with Clay and a little bit with Draymond. But I think he's going to return. I expect them to put the band back together, even though the more and more you look at it, the West is so challenging, and Denver's not going anywhere. But uh, yeah, it's a massive story, especially if this starts, because once one piece goes, then you you just figure it's a matter of time and all these upcoming deals. But I fully expect Draymond Green to be back with uh, Steph and Clay coming up next season.
2: Yeah, doesn't it feel like more they're going to move Jordan Poole or some other pieces and keep Draymond? Plus, I don't know what the yeah. market is for Draymond at this age in his career. He he looked great defensively in the playoffs, but, I mean, this this could be tough for him to find a really good landing spot, perhaps. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting also that they have a new GM. How is he going to handle all of this? It's kind of a critical... Uh, off season for them you know because they've been so good and like a dynasty and now it seems like you know there there's going to be some new pieces and change and how will they be moving forward
3: selling a little or a lot
0: Learn more at marines.com. I suppose Green opted out because he felt like, and his agency felt like that he there is a market for him and there is an opportunity for him to, uh, you know, play the role that he wants to play. Uh, you know, I don't know if this whole, you know, coming off the bench thing from the playoffs, uh, you know, was a sign of discontent. I, I don't think it was. Uh, But, you know, with Draymond Green, there's always that that shroud of uncertainty. And I wonder sometimes if, Mm -hmm. because he's so great when it comes to the media, uh, his podcast and and what he does for for national broadcast, things like that, I always wonder, like, in today's age, when an athlete could very well still have it, he could, you know, even though Draymond Green's offensive play has certainly tapered off the last couple of years, defensively, he still looks really, really good. Mm -hmm. And... It's something where, because the media landscape is such to where an athlete can now negotiate a really big contract from a broadcaster, I wonder if, say, you opt out of your contract so that you can include the media component in the mix. In other words, if you're negotiating with basketball teams, you can include that little tidbit to say, hey, look, I could retire and make a lot of money doing a lot less working in the media in some capacity. And I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe this opt-out is part of that negotiating process,
1: Joe. $155 million in career earnings, and that's only the basketball. That, that's not some of the other mm-hmm. stuff that he's doing. Uh, so not, not sponsorships or any of that. So, so, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's a lot of wear and tear. It's been over a decade now that he's been playing. And, and I don't think it's like, oh, He's just about there at the end of the road. Like we still see those big Draymond Green games from time to time when needed. But you're absolutely right. These do these athletes, some of them that are very talented in in media, like Draymond, like Draymond retires. How many offers are going to his agent immediately? Like Just like that. TNT will find a spot for him. I know there's right now the desk is full, but they would find a spot (laughs) for him and ESPN begging. Well, they can they can pull up a fifth budget. chair, Joe.
0: They have a fifth chair. They have the budget for a fifth yeah. chair.
1: They do have the budget for a fifth chair. I don't think they just have the the airspace. Like, I mean, those large personalities take up every second. There's no dead air. So I, I, or maybe you could have some sort of a rotation or whatever. I mean, there's a lot going on, but you know, ESPN, I mean, every analyst they have is just God awful. Like, just please, do you have to bring on Michael Wilbon again to say nothing and talk about nineties basketball? Like there are other, there are going to be a ton of options uh, for him, but yeah, no, that, that's interesting with the amount of money that's being thrown out there. I mean, years ago it'd be like, oh yeah, they're really going to give up this mega Mega deal, tens of millions of dollars to go be an analyst for a million. Well, that's not the going price anymore. Just look at the Tom Brady deal.
2: Yeah. And also like how much longer is he going to play 33 years old? A couple seasons. I don't know. I mean, how much, like you guys are saying he could go do media. How much does he want to keep doing this for how much longer as well? Because, Also, once you hit a certain age, things kind of start declining athletically quite quickly. Like, (laughs) the injuries start happening, and it's kind of like, why go out like that, you know?
0: And I wonder, too, if you look at the Warriors finishing with the sixth seed last season, how much Mm -hmm. load management can you really have? Because over the course of a grueling 82-game regular season, you want to play for a team that will – take care of you. You're not playing a whole lot during the regular season. And by that, I mean every single game, every single minute, something ridiculous. But you also want to make sure you have a good seed to where you can comfortably compete for a championship. And for the Warriors last year, I mean, their road woes were so atrocious that More was expected from the star players. And if they are in that position again, yeah, money matters a great deal. And maybe that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. But you also want to make sure that you can preserve yourself throughout the course of the regular season so that you're fresh enough for a grueling playoff run, which could include Home court advantage, getting one of those top four seeds. Uh, So you have that for the first two rounds. Making sure you have great pieces around you to where you're comfortable and you can work with them comfortably. A lot that has to get figured out, and that's the point in all of this, is that the future for the Warriors is very much uncertain, and it is possible that it is the beginning of the end of the dynastic run, so to speak.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, no question. So that's one of many fascinating things. I wonder this week. Uh, it, it depends what happens on draft night with some of these trades and the in the big one earlier this week. But is is the draft going to be the lead, or what's happening with some of these are other star players in the league that that might end up being the le- the lead in draft week here?
2: But... Man, new look Warriors. I don't know. I. They're going to be able to keep this up i think it might be a down year for them
0: when the memphis grizzlies finally make their draft selection what are we going to talk about are we going to talk about who they pick or are they even going to mention who mm. they pick or are we just going to talk no. about john moran for that lengthy suspension that's that'll be fun this is betql daily presented by betmgm coming up next kristen Peek from yahoo sports joins us with their latest nba draft insights that's right here on the betql network